I wanted to do something that was a bit different, but yet hark back to my roots. You gotta take chances. If you don't, you end up making the same old thing again and again and again. I think audiences are starved for something that's new and different. Garbage in, garbage out. Hello, hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton. Uh, I am sick this week. My voice has just been strangled by an unknown supernatural being, but it's okay because I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm doing fine. I just want to salute you for showing up and podcasting, even though you have a sentient tumor in your throat. So Thank you. you know, that That is... Uh, commitment to the game right there like this 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 is this is what podcasters like have to have to do you know this is this really is my jordan with the flu game and uh if i say anything offensive it wasn't me it was gabriel that did it okay (laughs) and joining us this week it's tom and michelle from the apocalypse in review podcast how is it going y'all hey Hey, everybody it's going well-ish it's good (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty good way, uh, you know, and good with hesitation. That's a pretty good yeah. review of the movie as well, I think. Uh, <laughs> Boy. It can, it can work out pretty well. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, so this week, we're going to be talking about Malignant. It's the new horror movie from James Wan. It's what he decided to make in between the Aquaman films, um, <laughs> where a woman is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens when she discovers that, dun, 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 these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's right. This movie, it uh, uh, been it's certainly a movie uh but more importantly what did we think about it uh michelle tom i honestly still don't know what i think about it but (laughs) i was trying to explain it to my friend today and i sounded like a lunatic trying to explain it yeah no that that's facts like it's hard to because the movie doesn't explain itself barely at all very confused he kept i take that i think a strong offense to that sir there's like three plot recaps that happen when the sister and the detective are in the car okay the parts that they cared about they hit hard as shit yeah that's exactly right as far as like i don't know how this thing works like how everything no, was very hung up on that I was oh like, no no Th- those are plot holes because it's a bad movie that's oh. not them not explaining it it's just because it's a bad film <laughs> i'm it. sorry yeah yeah, yeah I'm, no. I'm gonna play like both sides here i told like it both like over explains and under explains at the same time that's what i think yeah. yes yes it yeah. totally agree I, and- I see both sides of the review coin with this one okay <laughs> all right important little centrist take i think we have to respect both the cheesy nature and the fact that uh the this higher art form isn't as focused on the plots but on the atmosphere instead blah 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 yeah no i get it uh i found it incredibly average um you know obviously technically well made but i didn't find it very scary like you know there any movie like this should be trying to develop tension and atmosphere and it just sort of substituted um rainy seattle for any other like horror like atmosphere and they they it it blew its load very early in the movie by just having this black hooded figure pop out of nowhere and start killing people and 
Like it, it was really very average uh, besides for that one incredible scene where uh, the, the, the Gabriel tumor monster is just slicing up an entire uh, Seattle uh, police oh. precinct, just going absolutely like Chris Dorner mode on these cops. Okay. And- <laughs> it's a highlight. It's a highlight to be sure, man. Oh my God. Hey, we're back. Good. I'm glad. I don't know what the technical issues are over here. It, but- it keeps bumping our earpiece off so it's gabriel he's he's interfering with the, <laughs> yes. with the internet yeah, yeah he won't he's, leave us alone he's he's coming in through your bluetooth <laughs> <laughs> the bluetooth explosive devices are happening from inside your house uh the, the security guard with the pacemaker that just goes off like a bottle rocket oh yeah that, yeah. Was, uh, that was a pretty amazing uh kill i guess or whatever you want to call it but can i ask y'all something real quick sure Uh, sure is it just me or did the main actor you know the the woman her acting get progressively worse as the movie got along yes yes i i think that that's and that's something i wanted to to mention is that i think that the movie got more wild and crazy the further along we got into the film like i think it started to progress because like to be honest, you can lop off the first 75 minutes of this movie. Like it's, yeah. it's all just set dressing and it's kind of pointless. And then what you're left with is an amazing 40 minute version of black mirror or the twilight zone mm-hmm. that was influenced by David Cronenberg. And I think that that kind of creates this weird tone setting that differentiates and in between the three acts where mm-hmm. the first one is like a, uh, a spiritual spirit, like a haunting almost. Mm-hmm. And so she's acting as if it were a haunting movie. Then the yeah. second act becomes this like uh CSI, uh, but with ghosts essentially, yeah. you know, well, the, the head detective there was doing his best to be an X-Files like. Yes, like, exactly. Uh, I want to believe and also fuck every woman in a five mile vicinity. <laughs> yeah, Mad he, respect. His, his like uh, CSI lab tech just hitting on him constantly the whole movie. He is, he's, he's just not interested. He's just Absolute. like, I'm trying to do my job here. And there, yeah. there's and all of a sudden there's ghosts or whatever the hell this thing is like just one one thing at a time. It hurts me deeply inside to be like, ah, why would I be interested in her? I'm like, she's gorgeous. This is a yeah. this is a bizarre movie world where I understand like everyone's a weird, like beautiful person in its own way. Right. But like, come on, man, like uh, give her a shot at least. I mean, like, gorgeous and funny. What more do you want? And she's exactly. more, obviously. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. that she doesn't work at Chuck E. Cheese as a princess because that seems to be your type. But you know, uh, goddamn, dude! Like, come on, get get a grip on something a little bit Real. here. Um, yeah, so I I just really felt like the movie kind of got when you divide it into that three act structure, it makes for a unique enough viewing experience. I'm going to remember a lot of it specifically in that last act, but I don't think it makes up for the rest of the movie. Cause again, I have no desire to watch those first 75, 85 minutes at all. Like I'm only going to go watch as uh, Griff was talking about when Gabriel is going Chris Dorner inside the police <laughs> station. Like that's <laughs> Yeah. That scene, like that scene alone was like worth the wait, I guess. Cause it was just like, I mean, it was filmed like a, I don't know. It was filmed as like a cool, like 
It's an know. action sequence because you're like, wow, yeah. this is the guy who did Aquaman. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess he stole a couple of like the, the camera arms that they used in that film. And they're but like, also, well, it's almost like they forgot that Gabriel can only walk backwards because <laughs> he will be doing it for a little bit and then he'll walk forward again. And I'm like, how I actually have some, some fun facts about that. Um, yeah? That was not CGI at all. They hired a Ukrainian contortionist to do Ooh. all of that stunt work and My do God. it backwards and do the flips and all of that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, so, well, so. if you need a contortionist, I think Ukraine oh, no, is the I, place to I go. I feel like the contortionist <laughs> did a why. great job. All I'm saying is whoever told the contortionist to do certain things was like ran out of ideas because they were like, okay, well, or they forgot that Gabriel can only walk backwards. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Gabriel yeah. is the backside. Cause yeah. like, remember like right at the end when like everything's done, Gabriel walks backwards. So forward for her, forward but for, her, for him. like yeah. out of the building. And I was like, so he's just doing it like a behind, like a walking backwards. <laughs> That's right. he, like, Gabriel is accidentally moonwalking in blood yes, through yes. the police precinct, you know, uh, <laughs> as they're vying for control of the body here. Uh, people who haven't seen this movie are just fucking losing their mind, probably wondering what exactly is this, who oh, is Gabriel, yeah. all of that. And to those people, I say, fuck you. Follow my advice. Watch <laughs> that half hour. You'll be fine. Thank me later. The, the um, Gigo cut. Yes, thank you. We we need to do the Gigo cut. That's that's what I think is necessary. We can have it be just that quick Twilight Zone frame reference. Uh, we won't have the same music rights, so we can use uh, like Smash Mouth deep cuts and then just uh, go through it. The entire really helps set the tone. I think the entire way through. Um, one one last kind of set thing that I wanted to hit on was uh, what did we think about the whole world uh, that was being set up in this movie? Because um, this is a James Wan film. He did the Conjuring movies. He did the Insidious films. Um, and so we have this new 1990s era psychiatric hospital that the sister visits in like the beginning of the third act where she breaks in and she walks through the basement. That's just all the files of spinoffs about what <laughs> all is going to be happening. Uh, did y'all get that vibe at all? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, it, I don't know. Obviously this is the, you know, uh, do they live in Gotham? Because that's clearly yeah. yes, like oh Arkham my Asylum. god, the that's clearly Arkham Asylum or whatever, but Arkham Asylum, but yeah, I, oh my god, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Like it's just like, hey, if we want, we can do forty of these, <laughs> which we can and we will, because I can make these for five million dollars. Because I can sell <laughs> a struggling TV actor. Hey, want to be in a James Wan produced, not directed, but produced <laughs> horror movie? And they say yes, and that's how it works. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I could see it happening. At least, I mean, like HBO, like James Wan made them a billion dollars with Aquaman. HBO is mm. not going to let James Wan go to any other studio. They will yeah. greenlight any insane idea that that man has. <laughs> did did y'all find out the, or did y'all remember that story about, I think it was called The Reach or the, 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 
the rift or something uh it was an aquaman spinoff did y'all remember no, that storyline no. okay that, yeah. so uh, aquaman we all kind of know he does aquaman it's a superhero movie yay there's like one kind of horror element where like these sea monster creatures jump up on the boat and they're fighting and everyone's like mm-hmm. oh my god that was pretty intense what he wanted to do instead of aquaman 2 was a whole movie about those people and oh. Warner, Warner Brothers was like, you know what? Yes, fine. You do whatever you want. And uh, then then I think he got bored with it and he made this movie instead. Um, and so I think though that that kind of highlights a little bit about the extent to which uh, Warner Bros. and HBO Max specifically are going to hold on to him. Uh, with the, with their bare claws, with their like weird reverse hands that they're <laughs> they, that they're doing, you know, and uh, they're they're gonna operate it. But yeah, it's it's a huge money maker for them. I mean, I think the the Conjuring universe is the second highest grossing horror franchise of all time. When you add Hell up yeah. all, all all the individual movies, which is like shocking, because I mean, I know they're popular movies, but I like. You 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 can totally like extrapolate some scene where the sisters like digging through the files and then there's references to other cases and there's going to be some like insane oh. nit, nit, nitpicking uh, uh, recap on like a film uh, a like film criticism website where where it's like oh uh, what other possible uh, uh, things are going to be now set in the malignant universe if this is a oh, game. God. yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah. teeing teeing up another cinematic universe and of of course it's this one's uh you know doing that simultaneous uh hbo max release and, and and in theaters so it's it's just it's just printing green for them at this point coming soon malignant to benign <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, no they're gonna save that for the eighth sequel for the ninth one it's gonna be benign it's gonna be what it is just a lot of sitting around they're like i mean we kind of know what's going on yeah okay so what's like another like weird tuber baby story that we can share now fuck this uh Okay, uh, so the first one was the electricity. I don't know. This yeah. one has mud powers. Fuck it. Let's yeah, find yeah. a way. This time, it's Siamese twins. And, they, uh, and they're twins really good plumbers. Have, like, yeah. One has the power of flight, but the other one is like a rocker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one can do fire and the other one does water, so they cancel each other out constantly. Oh don't know my how God. to deal with it. I don't know. I, I, I kind of would love that, honestly. Like a weird like <laughs> yeah. twins universe that could happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What if what if the X-Men were horror movies, I guess? Well, and that's kind of how this movie starts off, right? You know? Um, like I know Griff off Mike, you had talked about how this felt a lot like a chronicle film. Yeah. Um yeah. and so like I got that same vibe too, because my God, like the the hospital scene alone, it felt real cheesy as they're oh, cranking boy. a small child with a gun. You know, you've been a bad boy. It's uh, like time it's... to cut out the tooth or cut out yeah. the cancer. And this is how every doctor talks to a patient. Oh yeah. Uh oh. And then it it goes into that credit sequence, like uh, overlaid with. Uh, images of like medical experiments and people mm. like literally images that were used later in the movie yeah were <laughs> you know it, it wasn't like some sort of like impressionistic uh pastiche of related genre elements it was literally like scenes that were deployed later as part of the plot twist but in the not only <laughs> not only part of that but it was literally a vhs tape that they put in so it was like 
okay, and now to explain what this movie is, we're going to put on a movie. (laughs) I'd rather that, though, than what she did at the end, where she just goes, I can do what he does. It's my body like that. I'm like, oh my god, just shoot me! It's it's her. It, it's it's her body, her choice. Yeah, come on, Michelle, be woke uh, about sorry. it. You know, sorry, I have god. much learning to do. Yes, much growth to learn. Yes, uh, growth like the tumor, unfortunately, is, <laughs> like the, is tumor. the issue. Gabriel is the. Uh, Texas uh, Republicans now or whatever. <laughs> how, how great, by the way, would that scene be? I, I, we're, we're just going to jump ahead a little bit to where but our main character, you, uh, she has yet another uh, miscarriage because of this bizarre monster creature that uh, if her sister was like, hey, so I'm a struggling actress and you know, like the bounty is $10,000, right? Yeah. Um, I'm counting this as, as, as an abortion. Cause you stayed with your abusive <laughs> husband. Um, <laughs> hate to break it to you, but you're going to jail. And that's what winds her up in jail. Is that, that's oh, the man. sequence that sets it all. Yes. Um, yes. What did y'all think about like our main character, you know, being with an abusive husband that was obvious cannon fodder for the first five minutes i don't know i felt almost nothing about it like i was like this guy's a piece of shit he's the first to die i get it like, yeah you weren't know. moved yeah. by his amazing portrayal come on okay such well, depth right. that he I, was I mean, able to plumb by how abusive he was. I don't yeah know. yeah that's yeah, right no, I, well, I, well are I, you I, ready I, for I, his yeah. spinoff where we find out that actually he had a weird possessed uncle who also was at that same psychiatric clinic and that's how <laughs> he met Madison in the first place? No? Well, <laughs> congratulations. You're getting a whole TV show about that. Enjoy. Yeah, like I mentioned yeah. this before you guys hopped on, but like this movie, what I didn't find it very scary or disturbing, but the it, the early um, episode of spousal abuse, like him, him just like ramming her head yeah. into the wall, yeah. that was that was more disturbing than any of the oh, yeah. supernatural monster stuff. Like that was visual. Yeah, like yeah. I had a I had a reaction to that for sure. Um, I always wonder how they do that when they're actually recording the shot. Cause it looks like real, you know what I mean? Like uh, she just like he throws her back, and you see her head just like hit the wall and bounce off. And I'm like, is that a rubber wall? It is. <laughs> and it's it's a is full it? blown rubber wall. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't. It makes throw me feel better now. Well, Otherwise, I mean, like y- y'all remember in Marriage Story, the the whole reason the clip went viral was because Adam Driver punched the wall weirdly. People were like, why was he doing that? Like, what what's the deal there? <laughs> And the answer was, is because that was like the last wall that they had made. And it was just like a paper backing within rubber right behind it. Mm. And so the props department was like, this is the last take you have. Stop fucking up the shot. <laughs> like we, we don't have any more of these after this. Like you have to get everything in sync. And so then that's why he, he kind of like pulled at the last second and his hand still kind of went through in a very aggressive knocking fashion instead of anything else you know now i need to look that up yeah I, I remember the reason it initially went viral um i think was some some film twitter person was like like uh, using this scene as an example of like oh this is acting these are professional actors at the top <laughs> of their game and it's just like these 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 two uh a-listers just having this very ham-fisted uh, it's okay you no, can no say disney intended. actors you know <laughs> yeah. um, scarlett johansson from black widow yeah, adam driver from right. star wars yeah. yeah 
yeah, yeah. just like having this this very like like overwrought and overacted scene that was just objectively not good like, no <laughs> yeah it, it was not good i did not enjoy it and the movie itself was actually much better than we all thought but no one cares about that because that's not how internet discourse properly functions <laughs> so um but it's okay. So, uh, yeah, abusive husband knocks our main character against the wall. She uh, decides to lock herself up in a room, and then she has falls asleep, which I think is exactly what you're supposed to do when you have a bloody head <laughs> concussion, right? You just kind of curl up into a ball yep. and <laughs> fall into the loving, warm embrace of the void, right? That's always a good thing. Um while asleep, though, she has a vivid dream about a killer breaking into her house and then killing her abusive husband. And then when she wakes up, oh, God, it wasn't a dream. It was real. And then the killer tra tracks her up the stairs in a shot that I actually really kind of found cool. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out how they got that all in one shot of running around the house, going mm -hmm. from the ceiling on down in following her with no cuts that was uh, there was pretty... some some really cool shots like interesting shots in this for sure like that one i liked yeah i liked that you know kind of i don't know it looks like you're looking at a clue board <laughs> you know or whatever like yeah. you can see in and out of all the rooms like that was it was interesting for sure visually interesting at least yeah it was uh, Gabriel in the kitchen with the medical award. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel, you know, it really is great about how it all boils down into awards here. You know, I think if I were to ever get an award, I would want something that looks like a dagger, basically. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> do they dull. give out surgery trophies, by the way? Is that a thing that happens? I think yeah, the surgeon yes. made the trophy themselves and was like, <laughs> okay. I'm giving this to me. Yeah. It's like a yeah. world's best boss mug but you know for surgeons kind of is, is I, the deal I, I thought it could have had more metaphorical power if it had been like a white woman killing people with like a participation trophy oh yeah yeah i think that, that could work that that would be something uh if it was just like a very like ornate knit scarf that was wrapped around the handle you know yeah uh, uh, strangling people with like a a prize ribbon oh my god oh, oh beautiful beautiful Pe people would be writing dissertations on that y'all okay yep back on Jesus. all right Gabriel, gabriel see gabriel it, is with us right now see, I, god. I need to sage I, my house what i kind of want to that's right because y'all recorded in a weird like haunted location that is oh, y'all's yeah. property i, I keep forgetting go with the yeah the, the creepy neighbors okay we, we, we won't talk about that i think what i'm gonna do for for this uh for this recording is that i actually have like uh all i because as like a what i usually use as a backup um it's recording everyone's audio but i kind of like the stops and starts a little bit with how it works with gabriel so i kind of want to, uh, to Every time we come back, it's Gabriel. <laughs> exactly. You you can put so, in like a little like electrical interference sound effect. Oh yeah. And oh. Opportune oh. moments. Oh, I'm um, definitely gonna do that in post. Uh huh. Oh man. Yeah. What I'll a great up. idea to get our audience's hopes up for Grift. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna you know, unload even more work on your plate here. Yeah, I can't can't wait to go do that. Uh huh. Oh boy. Oh golly. Oh. Uh, so uh, so we had a funny little uh, moment about you know right at the end 
end of the movie when like the two sisters are like hugging it out or whatever and having a good old time. It slowly pans over and you see the light and you know it's like about to like flicker or whatever, right? Yeah. And as it's about to do it, our HBO Max app was just like something went wrong. And we don't know. Off. We can't fix it. We're <laughs> it so sorry. Down, and it shut down the movie. So we were laughing our asses off because it's like I, I for a moment was like, did they do that on purpose? Because it was just such perfect timing. I was like, no, maybe I think malignant <laughs> is like the, our like society's version of ring. <laughs> 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 Oh yeah. no, please don't bring don't bring malignant into this home. <laughs> now I have to make no. other people watch malignant. So Honestly, I can save myself. If if you had posted about that on Twitter, they, the HBO Max uh customer service response team, they're very diligent in responding <laughs> to, to, to every single shit post about how bad their their uh streaming platform is. Like I I I made one like like breaking the the the, the Taliban have fixed uh, HBO Max's streaming <laughs> interface. And like the official HBO Max account like responded being like, Oh, uh, are you what what issue are you having? Like, how can we fix this? And it's like no like hire some fucking better developers like <laughs> to make a website that doesn't crash like five times yeah. during an hour and a half movie that, that's the situation we all run into though you know i think that uh, that's something that makes hbo max a little relatable because who amongst <laughs> us doesn't kind of have a small breakdown at least five times every hour especially if we have to go back and do something we've already done before you know <laughs> Yeah, just go on go on Twitter and be like HBO Max uh, Gabriel is in my system and shutting down your app. Can I have some help with this? And like they would, they would probably retweet that as uh, promotional content for the movie. You know, they'd be like, "See proof, one person at least has watched this movie that isn't just a full blown critic." Well, oh also, god, like, this is the reason why we're so shitty, guys. It's Gabriel. See? Yeah, <laughs> blame it on something else. <laughs> Fully building it into the uh, the whole James Wan universe, unfortunately, <laughs> is what it is. So, um, yeah. So basically, the cops they investigate and they're like, "Oh well, she wasn't in an abusive relationship, and so I guess maybe she did do it, but we don't know." Anyways, all right, you crazy kid, go on home. And then, like an hour <laughs> later, uh, Gabriel kidnaps a woman who's running the Seattle Underground tour, and it's like, what a coincidence! Oh boy, real crazy that this five foot eight looking woman in a matrix trench coat keeps abducting people. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Um, it's also, you know, I, I love when these crazy killers that are, you know, just demonic forces beyond our control also evade like CCTVs and basic security measures because they'd be like, oh, that's her. That's Madison. That's walking backwards. And, uh, <laughs> Going in. Right there, in fact. Uh, we, we caught him. 15 minutes is all it took. So That's that's part of uh, the benefits of being able to control electronic devices, is you can shut those cameras off. Oh, I, I see. See, uh. they, they, it's outsmarting me at every turn. There's no such thing as cloud-based electronics in today's age. No, no. Uh, we're, you got we're, me. We're actively uh, filling in the movie's plot holes with our <laughs> just like Seattle filled in uh, the old Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's We're really build cool a better to think movie one story up from this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I w I was almost hoping. I was like, hold on, is Gabriel going to be a mole man? Is that the plot <laughs> twist? Like, is that what's happening here? Um. I uh, don't know. Us in my head uh, really raised the bar 
by having like everyone have a secret doppelganger sponsored yeah. by the government that lives in like an abandoned mall yes. or in the underground tunnel. You know, like, it's a stupid idea, but it kind of works. I kind of would have liked the idea of there being like a whole like mole man race that hangs out in the abandoned aspects of the Se- Seattle underground tunnel. That could be fun. I, well, well I you know, I just think in between that and like the weird like Arkham Asylum that they have uh, uh, for the hospital that you got some pretty cool set pieces to play with. And the fact that they didn't do anything with it other than, the, oh, no, it gets real dark. You got to get real scared. <laughs> but I everyone. feel like now then you would be giving the conspiracy <coughs> theorists like a win. They're like, see, <laughs> it is possible. There are you know what? people underground. Yeah, I will let them have that one. And then you could make like a point about gentrification. Like uh, this is what happens when you replace the original downtown with a bunch of hipster coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's where the, they're the all talking. Will rise again. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I just think that the, the film overall, especially when like Gabriel, you see, is starting to like murder all the various doctors and things that it, you just the vibe I got for this was, again, just a very like procedural kind of show where like we have now become like a monster of the week. And it was almost shot in like a, a flat TV way in yeah. a lot of spots mm. to where yeah. I felt like this was meant for TV. It didn't feel as deep as uh, like even the original Conjuring movie did in terms of just layers. It, it felt very much like a set, like, as y'all mentioned, like that Gotham TV show is what a yeah. lot of this kind of felt like to me, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. They had a lot of like uh, tracking shots of this, of the city from above with the rain. And it's like, it didn't really have much to do with the movie. Just like, yeah, we get it. It's set in Seattle. It's rainy a lot <laughs> there. Uh, here, here's your atmosphere. Like, yeah. I, I would love it if, like, just one of the cops was like a diehard Seahawks fan. Like, you know, just like full <laughs> get up. Uh, that's what his desk was adorned with. You know, like a little Russell Wilson bobblehead. Just something that didn't really fit the whole vibe of the the movie they were going with. Because. I mean, like, it felt like the police precinct was from, like, the 80s or from that 7 movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. that sort of, like, old style of architecture in the building, that sort of, like, open layout on the floor. I felt like it was very, like, Gotham. Like, like it, it was it was like a police precinct from, like, Gotham City or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really, like, there was more Gotham vibes than anything in this. Like, there's nothing about other than the, oh, every now and then we're going to show you the Space Needle. Like, other than yeah. that, like, yeah. it could have been anywhere. Like <laughs> oh, no, Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we're going to need you to restate that. Gabriel invaded and cut y'all off mid-riff. Oh, no, they can't hear us. Oh well, no! They've been, they've been taken out. They have. <laughs> Please. <laughs> someone's, fallen uh, out, someone's fallen out of the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, I have to stop recording here. A woman fell three stories and uh, has landed in my recording area. Uh, fuck. Shit. Fuck. Oh god, it's putting up quite a struggle. So after a, uh, a brief possession from uh, Gabriel, uh, once again, attacking us for trying to speak our truth and get the message out 
about uh, what malignant is. Um, we uh, find ourselves kind of moving forward in the plot to what I like to call the James Wan tropes. And by that, I mean, what is a James Wan movie without a creepy medium lady deciding to work with the police to help a protagonist discover some like secret traumatized path? And I feel like this is very befitting for a 9-11 episode, because much like uh, these these victims, we're also supposed to never forget, right? That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, the, the inclusion of, of that medium scene, it was sort of out of nowhere. And it's just like, okay, now we're now we're doing Diet the Conjuring. And yeah, that's exactly it, what yeah, it was. It was never really followed up on or, or just like, oh, yeah, it's a James Wan movie. We, we have to have at least one exorcism scene. It's, yes, it's, you're it's, forgetting it's the we're setting up different characters, though, to exist in the cinematic <laughs> oh. universe. And so ah. when <laughs> this medium is not going in uh, an eventual sequel to work with a bunch of plucky kids that are trying to solve some random mystery, um, then we're going to say, thank God, it's the lady from Malignant, the medium, <laughs> the one whose name we all recognize. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. It was her. Um, yeah, so she finds out, like, oh, Gabriel has been a part of her the entire time. It's not mm-hmm. just an imaginary friend, but it's something more. It's something that came uh, from when she was at this hospital. And, you know, like, l- talking about the actual plot twist about, like, how Gabriel was, like, a parasitic twin that lived on her back, I I have to emphasize, there's no way the government would let this freak show start to wander the streets. Like, this <laughs> this poor girl, I want, my heart goes out to her, but, like, we have Guantanamo Bay, and this <laughs> child will get locked up there and get experimented on far, far away from the, like, any electrical pulse and signal. Uh, they would just, you know, uh, start attacking her analog style. So. Oh, yeah, they uh, magneto her. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, where's that? I guess the Chronicle origin story, right, Grift? About yeah. like, oh, oh like, yeah, they would they would take her straight to Area Fifty One, and <laughs> yeah, l- oh l- god, I can't lock, I can't imagine. It, yeah. <laughs> well, there's no I, way I'm, the government wouldn't try and weaponize the yeah, electrical powers. So. You know that. Yeah. yeah whatever. All right. Uh, we ne- we now know the true purpose of the Amish is where they put those uh, fucking freaks <laughs> that are able to think, control electricity. That's where their black side torture devices are. It's all over rural Ohio, basically. Is, uh, the, the Amish deep state conspiracy. You heard it here first. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I I actually really like that. Like the like an Amish person, but with like. A, it's an earpiece, but it's one of those like giant horns that sticks out because you know they can't. Uh, yeah, uh, I could get behind that in a heartbeat. Um, so they uh, they they all kind of are, are coming to the conclusion that um, actually uh, Gabriel is a jealous parasitic twin, and that's why the, our main characters also had like all these miscarriages was because Gabriel didn't want to lose uh madison that gabriel wanted to control madison 
and uh, was actually using the fetuses and to feed off of them and to gain power. You know, like See, that uh, doesn't make any sense though, because the, well, the yeah. then he gets the power months. of two fetuses, one of the most powerful <laughs> things in the universe. We all know that. Sure, it's hard to take down a fetus, notoriously hard, well, but to take down two stem fetuses cells are a pretty uh, pretty miracle drug. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. did you did you see that picture some uh, conservative anti-abortion activist posted where it's like this is a fetus at uh, six weeks old? Like, would you kill this? <laughs> and it literally looks like a fucking Cthulhu monster. Yeah, <laughs> it literally looked like Gabriel. <laughs> uh, I would love that. Like, this is a this is a fetus at however many thousand weeks old. That's what this is. <laughs> That's what Gabriel is. Uh, so. Um, man, uh, Madison, of course, gets locked up because after the medium scene happens, um, a woman who was kidnapped earlier from the Seattle underground falls through the fucking ceiling (laughs) and then through the first level of floor and then just falls and lands completely on her ass. Um, and they're like, well, now we have to take you to jail because there was a kidnapping victim right there. Uh, man, <laughs> absolutely Just, ridiculous scene. <laughs> God bless yeah. this stunt woman. But, Funniest but scene then, in the like, movie. How in do my you head. put her in jail without a woman falling down her ceiling? Yeah, I, I mean, know. you know, it's weird, like HOA rules. I guess. Like, <laughs> no, you can't have a weird, creepy murder attic of any kind. That's <laughs> uh, you at least have to apply for a permit for a creepy murder attic permit before that's allowed to happen. Um, and then, of course, later we're told like, "Hey, that's actually Serena May, yeah, the our, Madison's birth mother." Mm-hmm. You're like, "Whoa!" And then, like. Over the next 15 minutes, it is told to us five times that that is <laughs> That's 100% her birth true. mother. You're like, oh, great. I wonder who she is. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I just remembered now. Sorry. I also have a concussion, so I appreciate this kind of thing. Um, I, I saw a lot of the positive reviews for this thing online praising the, the insane twist that you're going to have to see to believe. And it's like, no, it was like telegraph from the beginning. Like, oh, the um, the like uh, dark haired white woman uh, is is the daughter of another dark haired white woman. Oh, my God. Is Holy there shit. And they're in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> like there there was no other. There is no other potential like option for who Gabriel could actually be. Well, and like, this movie's twist is isn't really that much different than like a schizophrenic like horror yeah. movie, right? But yeah. like the real villain was a personality that has been laying dormant for several decades, blah blah blah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, there are dozens of those that have come out over the past like 5 years. Just and so go watch uh, Shutter Island. Yes, please, <laughs> please do. Uh, except, you know, this is has more of like a return to crab theme, I think, <laughs> than Shutter Island does. Um, I would like that. Where like they like what did they do with Gabriel's torn off parts? Like, do you think that they like <laughs> d- like they, did they burn them? Is it worse if they burn them, or do you think like they buried them and it, he's like in like a weirdly obscure and bizarre little like dead baby tuxedo that they have? But, you know, it doesn't really fit. So it's kind of just like laid awkwardly on top of him. Um. No, that's that's what they took to the deep state facility. They uh, they 
the the parts that they cut off, they're going to go experiment on those, build the um, uh, secret weapons technology from that, and then they released um, released Madison <laughs> the into the world. Technology. Yeah, like like oh, they God. they they released uh, her into the world as a sleeper cell agent to be activated. Yeah, uh, I, what an amazing yeah. sleeper cell agent, by the way. Like. <laughs> This, I mean, like, sure, the doctor, psychiatrist, whatever you want to call it, that reconstructive hospital might be evil, but goddamn, they actually do deserve that trophy because she doesn't <laughs> have a single scar on her body. She doesn't have a line anywhere. I, I mean, know. like, they do yeah. fantastic work. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta give them that. Yeah, yeah. But also, they I mean, shoved pr- it, like half a brain back into her brain, <laughs> which you know, <laughs> no like, consequences. <laughs> it's also incredibly strange that an abuse victim that would have been pushed around several times, wouldn't have experienced any x-rays at all at any point in her life whatsoever. Because <laughs> I would think like one quick x-ray and they're like, oh, fuck, you have a set of jaws in the back of your head <laughs> that have been pushed into your skull. So, which, you know, it's real nice that they're like, well, we have to leave that at least. We're not monsters. We got to <laughs> give the guy a, a fighting chance. Him and his weird brain tongue that he uses to <laughs> speak and yell. Oh, God. I, I don't know. This movie is ridiculous. Uh, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating on it just to hate on it. But I, I enjoyed the ridiculous nature of it because, uh, man, the third act, it does get pretty fucking stupid. Uh, and <laughs> I, I mean, I say stupid. It gets also pretty cool. I think right grift like the, the the nine minute sequence. I think that we all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The jail cell that leads into the police shoot, yeah. uh, you know, shootout. It's not even a shootout, really. It's a stab out. Is kind of <laughs> what it, it, it boils into here. Um, but man, I I loved how this movie played out because I was just whispering like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> at least like every forty five seconds about what was happening. Yeah, uh, the the scene in the um woman's um ho- uh, jail holding cell where Gabriel like yeah. breaks out of her head, and so so there's a. Um, She's getting like beaten up by a bunch of the fellow inmates. There's there's some racial solidarity going on because you got you got the black woman who's dressed in what looks like some sort of like like 70s Foxy disco Brown. dressed. Yeah. 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 And then like Hello, the, my fellow inmates. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then just just joining for forces with like the woman with like white trash aesthetics to just like kick the shit out of her for for being a uh uh Seattle yuppie. Basically, yes. uh, <laughs> respect. Honestly, you have to fight gentrifiers wherever yeah. you find them on and off the court, so to yeah, speak. It, it's uh, a working so. class struggle at play there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it is just great because it's just, you know, like the five different stereotypes you find in jail. You know, you have the, the redneck lady, the black lady, the one who is peeing randomly in a corner for no apparent reason. Um, and the meth lady. Don't forget yeah. the meth lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I can't forget the meth lady. The random cholo that becomes cannon fodder as she is hurled into the monster's lair. I don't know. I mean, it just. Uh, it is it, hysterical that they're all screaming. Gore. It's also the most violent holding cell ever. 
Like, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. Well, like, you see, it's actually gosh. James Wan doing commentary on institutional problems that exist. But how even <laughs> in a heavily monitored society such as this, when the violence occurs in the system, a blind eye is simply turned. And so you can't even rely on it on its most base level to protect you if you are already stuck inside the punishment chamber. <laughs> yeah, that that was sure, the worst, yeah. worst drunk tank ever. Yeah, that and also, <laughs> hey, I have a whole bunch of neon lights we can use in this jail cell. Let's fucking go. Let's film this shit. I also have like nine or, I don't know, 11 forearm special effect exploding things uh, I could hide in squibs. Let's make that work, too. And also, her face is clearly silicone. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> It just looks like a rubber mask. It's oh, a sex oh, yeah, doll yeah. mask is what it is, Michelle. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, not what, it is. Yes. that's what it is. Yes. Thank it, you. It, which, you know, I think they were probably like, James, why do you already have this? And he's like, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's it's uh, it's for a movie I'm doing where, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the villain has... Uh, um, is living on the back of her face, actually. And that's why <laughs> I have this mask of this actress. That's, that's I actually how it. they cast the actress. It was yeah. like, they were like, look, we got to find somebody that matches this doll. <laughs> yeah. I am in deep. I am way <laughs> over my head right now. Uh, so if I can be perfectly honest with you, uh, chilled is what I am. Uh, chilled to the bone. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so th I, again, uh, I was amazed because again, it's not CGI, but rather this random Ukrainian contortionist. So like, let's all give a big shout out to the fall of the USSR for leading to this person <laughs> having this employment field, I suppose. Uh, yay. yay. Shout out. Um, and then uh, let's see. We've already talked about the how. Well, she escapes and then the sister uh, runs and is trying to rendezvous with the hospital with the cop as well. And then they run into the, the loneliest security guard in the world who's just clocking in nine to five, basically a glorified front desk attendant with the exploding pacemaker. RIP to a real one there. Um, and then uh, we get the showdown in the hospital room, which uh, was, you know, I thought kind of stupid because as michelle you mentioned the culmination is actually i locked you in a mental prison so haha -ha, what do you think about that gabriel and his answer was fuck you i'll break out and she's like yes but then i'll be ready and i thought oh but that doesn't solve any of the problems like you're still going to jail because you killed like 40 cops like oh you're, how, you're, oh how the turntables have turned yes uh, <laughs> Like I don't think you understand the, the the stakes that are happening, Madison. Like I, it's great that you're like I don't need a blood connection to find happiness and fulfillment. But like those people had families. Like you're going to jail for like forty I guess, lifetimes. I don't think it's going to yeah. matter if he let gets let out or not. I guess there was nobody left to arrest her. <laughs> Maybe yeah, there's true. the one cop who got yeah, stabbed in the right. shoulder, and he's like. I mean, I guess he could be like, ah, fine, I'll let you go. I'll give you a one-day head start. <laughs> I'm going to let you off with a warning. <laughs> exactly. It can spin off like a Fast and Furious movie, like what Paul Walker did with Vin Diesel. And he's like, all right. 
Uh, we're going to join up in the next movie and awkwardly work together. One last job. One last possession is going to be the situation. I mean, that does track because basically the the uh, the movie wraps up very like way too neatly for all of the the carnage that just played out and it's just like uh what if the real um what if, what if the real meaning all along was family mm, <laughs> mm. that is a real fast and furious vibe to it yeah. i think yeah man i think instead she's getting locked away she's going to that amish black site i think is yeah. uh, <laughs> gonna gonna be what ends up happening here i'm like 85 percent sure of it but that is the movie so wow what a film what a time uh people found this to be either painfully average or bloody brilliant uh grift is the two as the true centrist i know you're gonna argue that both sides are right when uh <laughs> making this claim but um michelle tom what did y'all think about this is this garbage or is it not it's like uh, finding a treasure in a dump you know like there's like a couple of good things but uh-oh gabriel he's back gabriel <laughs> again <laughs> You vexed me, you fucking crab person. I will kill you. Thank you to Joe's Crab Shack. Have that be the end of it. Fuck. We thought he was out, but uh, we, we we pulled him back into the skull. That's right. Oh, God. Just slurped it back on up. You know, <laughs> wonder about that. Uh, Christ. Yeah, the return to crab. That's good. <laughs> I I, I I just Gabriel's I not letting us share our thoughts. No, no. Well, <laughs> see, you were going to argue about how bad this movie was, and then Gabriel stopped you. So, yeah, you know, do yeah. you have any new thoughts or really new perspective about- on this? Yeah. No, you take it away, Michelle. So I was actually going to talk shit about Gabriel. Like it was <laughs> specifically. I thought it was interesting how they were like, you know what? We're going to try to make sure that we fool everybody, everybody, because it clearly looks like it's this woman. <laughs> right. Right? Definitely. So the, Definitely. So, the, so we're just going to make up this special telekinesis type thing that this parasitic twin can do. Yeah. Where it controls- It's called being a superhero, Michelle. Right. Have some imagination. Sorry, Come sure. on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Um man, I don't I don't even know. Like I <laughs> like this movie, I feel like the general storyline, if somebody pitched it to me, I'm like, that's actually kind of out of the box thinking. Good on you, mate. But then like the way they actually put it to script yeah. is what is upsetting to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that that becomes the the fucking problem, isn't it? Yeah, it and it just gets actual- worse. Like I feel like the first, like I know you were like, oh, the first half, like you don't even have to watch it. But I was like, I think the acting was still better for the first half. <laughs> well, I, I, that, I suppose yeah. if you want to view it intrinsically as a movie with its merits <laughs> yes, and yes. with its emotional payoff, <laughs> instead of the inevitable thirty-five minute YouTube clip. Uh, where yes. I, I do like kill count compilations of malignants, <laughs> and then I have like the bizarre like combo theme music from Mortal yeah. Kombat occur uh, in that police shootout scene. I suppose yes, that would be the right way to look at it and assess it. Yeah, I I, I want to see that um, uh, precinct uh, slash em up scene set to different like. Um, 
incongruous music choices. I think that that would be some really good content. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah. See, we could do for the thirteenth movie. It could be malignant assault on precinct thirteen. You know, we could just ah. keep on working different numbers in for arbitrary <laughs> reasons. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely thought this movie was garbage. Doesn't mean that. Uh, a nine minute sequence cannot salvage it in my head, but everyone should watch the that nine minute sequence at the very least because <laughs> fun little practical effect of watching little fucking screaming rabbit mouth emerge from the back of someone's head uh, and then everyone's screaming in terror. Uh, it's enjoyable, you know? Uh, yeah, that absolutely yeah. was the best acting from the other prisoners and the cops they're just like what the fuck like actually screaming at the top of their lungs just having a very human reaction to things um because the the reactions of most people in this movie was very sort of like wooden and indulged uh compared to if you were to actually encounter this sort of thing in your life um i'm i'm gonna uh, go against my centrist credentials and come down on the side that this is garbage i'm sorry one really good sequence does not make up for an entire film of mediocrity so it's it's going in the trash can yep yeah. that's exactly right that's the way yeah, it's gonna it's go it's finding a perfectly good radio at the dump. Like you just because <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't mean you're not in the dump. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it goes. Four garbages. Four garbage. <laughs> um, so I don't know why nobody like talked about this yet, but like the whole like reverse birth mm. at the end of the, you know, the whole sequence where like Gabriel recedes back into her mind. Yeah. So, and it just goes from like, I don't know, as a birth worker, it was really disturbing and it was like <laughs> slightly pornographic looking like it was so, <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> how her head just got sealed up because that's how that oh, yeah. works, right? You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's she just... also has Wolverine powers, I guess. Hey, see, she's an X-Men of her own, maybe. Yeah. And maybe she's that's what we're, we're we're getting to. She has healing powers, and that's what how that could it work. It was always her body, remember? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh God! But All also, right. she learns to take control <laughs> real fast, like just in the matter of a minute. She's like, "I got this. I'm putting you into the recess of my mind." I'm like. So yeah. we had to do this all like this whole thing for what? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, so you could have done that any time, but you just didn't right? have the courage to do it. Wow. Maybe, wow. Yeah, they're like, oh, Kinda. that's why she doesn't know till the bitter end. <laughs> yeah. And yet she screams his name when she hears him call her. Yeah. Well, so, you know, they're okay. going to make a fucking sequel to this thing where it's just Gabriel breaking free again. And yeah. it's literally the exact same plot. And they're going to try to do the same. <laughs> they're going to try to do the same twist and act like it's a big deal. <laughs> I mean, James Wan probably has other sex masks. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's inevitable. But, uh, oh, boy, this is certainly uh, an episode uh, that I think uh, it's probably time to wrap it up now. Before I start thinking <laughs> about what weird pornography James Wan is uh, starting to invest in and what sexual role playing he's into here. Uh, so, Michelle, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please tell everyone where we can find you all and what all well, you got for, going on. Well, first, don't forget to include Gabriel. Oh, of course. Um. Yes. <laughs> That's our, yeah. our hidden third guest, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, everybody can find us on um, basically all podcast platforms under Apocalypse and Review. Yep. And we are on social media as at ApocPod, A-P-O-C-P-O-D. Uh, so, yeah, go check us out. 
Hell yeah, that sounds good. And Grift, what's going on in the shop? What happened? Uh, it's nine eleven, or it yeah, was at yeah. least. Happy holidays, everyone. Um, I, I dropped a little collaboration with the Taliban in the House of Saud. Uh, I got uh, <laughs> four four shirts and a hat up there, so go check that out. Um, in this in the spirit of um, of just murking police officers, we got the first uh, screen printed shirt on the shop coming soon. We're we're bringing back the respect troops Dorner that got censored him. Uh, he he cannot be cornered. So, Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> be on the lookout for Operation Respect Troops. That's that's what it's all about, man. It's living the dream is what it is. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, for the actual podcast itself, follow us on letter. Uh, letter. I was going to say letter and Twitter boxed, but it's the other way around. Uh, follow us on Twitter and letterbox at Gigo Podcast. This G I G O Podcast. Also, leave us a five star review on iTunes because that always helps. Or uh, follow us on Spotify because that's where you can make the real difference. Um, I looked it up in the dictionary. That does count as praxis in the same way that uh, letting your evil twin kill a whole. Uh, room full of police officers also counts as praxis. So uh, respect all the way through and through. Without further ado, though, uh, let's go ahead and say goodbye, y'all. Peace. Bye. Bye, everybody. Deuces. Deuces.